0: And welcome back to an episode of the good me boy la, It's me Joe. And we're here to talk about something interesting that's happened recently. Uh, at the time of this recording, the new trailer for Netflix's other attempt at a live action adaptation, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, the second time we've tried this, hopefully, may God be with us, this will work. <laughs> um,
1: yeah you know, um, this has been sort of a thing that's been talked about a while. I mean we had a trailer a couple months back uh this is sort of like i think the latest one mhm, uh as the show will be premiering this year, I just forgot the date off the top of my head, but you know it's uh it's, it's the second of february twenty second sorry yeah, so at the time of this recording, a bit about the week from now, yeah, um but yeah, it's gonna be uh interesting. Right. Uh it's like you said, the second ever live action adaptation of the uh of, of the last airbender. The first yeah. one being most famously the uh last airbender
0: movie by M. Night Shyamalan. You which... said famous. I think the word correct the correct word was infamous. <laughs> uh... that 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 movie uh well I think I said it before, I understand some of the decisions he's made in that movie is considered to be like one of the worst adaptations uh to put in on screen and like one of the worst films uh, in general
1: yeah um you know it's uh a lot of people have uh sort of the uh overwhelming opinion of like it was a bad movie really I bad think, movie
0: to be fair i think i remember we went to watch this movie in the theaters when it first came out and yes and 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 young us didn't know shit about storytelling yeah, and I think even we were kind of just like, well, that was a thing. Yeah, <laughs> that was a thing, and a thing we saw. Uh, but now, here's the second attempt. Uh, and now it's not a movie. It's going to be a series. Um, there's a lot of stuff that is implied through the trailers, also in the stuff that we got beforehand. Uh, so now we're, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our initial thoughts on it. Uh, I think the initial thoughts should be first. Joey, what do you hear your initial thoughts seeing the trailer? Well, I mean, overall, I think they've sort of nailed the
1: uh, the style
0: mm-hmm.
1: of uh, the Last Airbender visually. You know, like everything looks pretty much what you expect it to look. I mean, the bending itself and the action does seem pretty on par with mm-hmm. uh, how you see it in the uh, animated show. I'm not gonna do, I'm gonna do my best not to bring up uh, the Last Airbender movie, mm-hmm. but I mean, like it's kind of hard not to. It's Especially when you see the. car. it's so nice when the firebenders don't need like a source of fire, to yeah. bend, which, you know, that that was always uh one of those interesting decisions of like, okay, I kind of get where you're coming from this M. night, or like, well, everyone, seems to, have their sources of bending except for fire. Yeah, I just feel like you know to mm-hmm. balance it out, and it's like, well, that's what makes them so, potent, right? That yeah. More threatening because they are the ones that can like literally bend fire from their like, own aside, bodies. Right?
0: Aside from like the airbenders and like the earthbenders who uh, who can bend anything that is within radius, I guess, would probably be the same. You know, because airbenders they just need air. Air is everywhere. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a it, earthbenders as so long as there is a substance made of the earth, they can do it. Yeah. Uh, waterbenders uh what need water, but as the show progresses we we kind of learn that you kinda don't need to be near water, <laughs> or you don't know, kinda like or like when uh the example of top right, she found a way to bend metal, which was thought to be um impossible, yeah, which to- sh- to which her discovery was like no like metal is just an uh you know a different kind of earth, if yeah, it's, it's a- pure metal then then it's like no we can't do shit. Yeah, there's certain uh, properties
1: in the metal or whatever that yeah. like he was able to see in the bend. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, more to the point, like I said, um, visually it all like pretty much lines up faithfully with mm-hmm. um, with the original series, right? Like yeah, it, it all just looks and just feels right.
0: Yeah, it look everything about it to the look of certain characters, to uh, the vibe that uh, characters like Iroh gives off. So I see Iro and I'm like, oh yeah, this guy looks like Iroh. Even though the two main leads of Zuko and Aang's uh, actors kind of gave me that vibe as well. Uh, for me, my professional was like, man, this is looking really, really good. I really hope they don't fuck this up. Because <laughs> this could be easily fucked up. Like, we're adapting from, you know, 2D animation to live action. A lot of you'll feel like that's what I'm really leaning. You know, kind of like makes the idea of animation kind of pointless, if you know, right? And I get that, and I 100% agree with that. I, For me, is okay, what changes are we doing? Because it's clearly going to be some changes um, in the in the vein that the kind of changes that you did with the live-action One Piece. Because uh, I'm getting a lot of that. Now the question is how well are you going to execute it? Because uh, uh, for me, personally, I felt, felt like the live-action One Piece executed well. And, I'll, and we'll talk about that in a minute, too. Uh, but no, generally I'm very, what's the word I'm looking for? Optimistic. Optimistic. Casually optimistic. (laughs) Cautiously optimistic, that's what I'm going to say. I said casually. Um, but it looks pretty good. I'm with you on the bending because that was always the weird thing about, uh, the live action one. And I probably, I think it's probably the last time we'll talk about the live action one aside from like, you know, questionable ways to adapt it. Um. just whenever you know the famous earthbender sequence yeah yeah
1: in the movie mm-hmm. when compare that to say uh the shot of uh Boomy doing some airbending uh, earthbending stuff here and it's like yeah that's
0: that's how that mm-hmm. should look yeah that, yeah that seems appropriate yeah so it that's i'm really what i'm looking forward to now what i mean by some of my concerns though um i know you've heard of this as well. Um, one of the main concerns that happened from, from when this was first uh, talked about being made, um, is that some of the creative leads who worked on the show, I don't know if it was the original, you know, creators, you know, uh, Joaquin Dos Santos, uh, uh wait, that's not the first name? Uh, I'm probably thinking of the MMA fighter, uh, the, but I know the last name was Dos Santos, uh, was, uh, like one, some of them left due to creative differences for the show. Because they were, they were originally on, you know, the creative team, but they left because of creative reasons. That makes me wonder personally, like, okay, what happened, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, um, that is, uh, that was probably one of the big things from the, uh, production side of things that, that was coming out, uh, you know, when the show was announced and all this stuff, like, we had some of the, uh, creatives behind, uh, the original The last year I've been there, um working on this one and
0: uh they decided to part ways. Okay, so I got the names wrong. Uh, I was thinking about someone else. But the um uh, it was created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian uh Corny I hope I pronounced those names correctly. Uh but continue. Yeah, but so basically, you know, like
1: there's it talks of uh, creative differences and, I mean, it, it kind of led to some means of, like, oh, yeah, we're just going to, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, edgy, uh, Avatar, you know, all this sort of, like, you know, classic sort of, like, Netflix sort of, like, mm. adaptation sort of thing. Um, uh, wh- well, I feel like that is probably a point of concern, right? Yeah. Of, like, what exactly was
0: the creative differences here? Because I don't think they ever... Actually, no, they never always almost never say what the creative differences is, right? It's not until like later on, like years later, that we find out what it was. Uh, and now oftentimes it depends on how well that that you know project has done, well, right? Right, because like it could be as something as simple as, um, no, these two shouldn't be, ta- shouldn't be this way, they should be this way, this is how the show is. Oh, but we're trying to do something different, you know, that kind of thing, right. And I I get that, but it's also one of those things that I'm concerned about because what is Netflix trying to do, right, compared to what the original creators want, right? It's one of those things where like, what did these guys want and was it reasonable, right? Because there's some times where I'm like, as, because it's kind from of an artist's perspective, like I I don't want to be limited. But at the same time, there are times where I have to accept my limitations, and maybe work around them to progress.
1: No, definitely right. Like it's uh, it's one of those things of um. Like this is the you know like the you know the creators and stuff like all right this is our baby right we made this, and uh, you know they have you know questions of like how exactly are you making this? Uh, do we even approve of what you're doing with the source? You know all that stuff right? And the thing is, is that um, I think. To bring up the uh, the movie again, uh, the creatives did not have really much of a say in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. If I recall correctly, they didn't have much of a creative control. It was all Shyamalan, basically. So I feel like perhaps some of the creative differences is just from that, right? That's like, hey, you know, we didn't like how we were sort of like cut off from like creative style things from the movie. We don't want to have that thing happen here again. You know, that sort of thing, right? And, uh maybe just from like that mm-hmm. and then you know maybe like there are just smaller creative differences like no no no, you can't be like that because um you did mention some things of, at least in far as the trailer that it seems to imply that they might be doing some more stuff with certain characters right yeah yeah um because i mean as far as we know this uh this will cover the first book of the uh series which is you know find you know you know
0: Aang reawakens, you know, all the way up to like him learning, you know, how to use water bending, all that stuff. Right? Going all the way to the northern pole, uh, and you know, that kind of stuff. Shao and Zuko's rivalry, which was epic and back when I watched it, uh and rewatched it recently. I was like, Oh yeah, that's the reason I like this show kinda of stuff. And actually funny enough, rewatching that show I forgot how like it's very, it's a very serious like show, but it still felt very like ch- childish.
1: I don't want to say that word. It was age appropriate. Yes, I'm guessing it's yes, probably yes, what yes. you're thinking. Right? Yes, yes. Like there were various serious moments that you that the audience could focus on, but at the same time there was enough, you know, brevity and uh, nuance. Yeah, and uh, you know, like. Um, Fun stuff for, like, kids to, like, enjoy, right? The comedy mm-hmm. of, like, Seisaka or, like, various other characters. Yeah, right? yeah. but as
0: we progress, it becomes more mature and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, uh, like,
1: moments are given the amount of weight and the yes. amount weight that they need.
0: Yes, it's, it's so surprising that a show like this came out the time it did and, like, being allowed the, the things they did. Because, like, it's kind of crazy that they kind of had this show going and, like, I I was a kid. I don't remember most of the shit that uh, I remember watching as a kid, or like how like some things like just didn't click until like I got older, right? This is that show for me right now because I was like, "Fuck, that was kind of nuts." How they just went ahead and did that, and and you know, then we have Korra, which like I feel gets hated on for a lot of reasons. I don't agree with the hate, but uh, I really do appreciate how much more mature that story was. And how some of the more there are more mature elements in that, uh, but no. To to your point, there is there does seem to be some kind of changes, and the question is, okay, what, what are we trying to do with those changes? Yeah, because um, something that I think uh,
1: people have been noticing is that comes hard not to notice. <laughs> um, mainly it's more of um the characters with uh Azula. And Ozai, yeah. right, being shown more prominently. Which, to be fair, that was always a uh, uh, interesting thing, mm-hmm. right? Of like the Fire Lord was never really seen in the first in any until like the third season. Like we didn't get to see his face. Well, I guess till what se- second season, like to, or was it third season?
0: It was third season. He was uh, mostly shown through like images, images,
1: or, or like he was just like uh, in the shadows, right? Of like yeah,
0: all you heard was Mark Hamill's. Sweet, sweet voice.
1: Yeah, you know that's how you got to see the uh, Fire Lord. You know they built him up. Yeah. To have a presence, and when they finally showed him, you know it's like okay, that that all right, that makes sense. You know, um, here we, I'm pretty sure we get scenes of what we, you know, what is uh, Fire Lord Ozai, and that's always one of those interesting things.
0: Yeah.
1: Of like, you know. How, like, if you're not going to do, like, this sort of dark build-up of this guy in the background, mm-hmm. you know, who's essentially our final boss, Yeah, it's like you're clearly wanting to do more with him. Mm-hmm. And what exactly is that
0: going to lead to? Yeah. And even if, even Azula, who didn't show up until, like, the end of season. No, she, okay, to those who, not, to those who are going to probably be yelling at us, um, uh, she does show up at the, in, you know, in, early in the first season in the episode of the storm, you know, cause she's like a background character, but everyone's like, oh, like, oh well, she looks kind of bad though. Like she looks kind of like way too well designed to be just like a background character. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, her, you know, Zuko's sister, right? Yeah. And we find we know who she is cause by the end of the of the first season cause Zuko talks about her, you know, we're introduced to her and then season two, she fucking blows up. And then season three is like, what the fuck? She went cuckoo bananas. Uh, yeah, um, you know, that's sort of her, like, she
1: basically is charged with the same task as, uh, Zuko, except, you know, uh... <laughs> She's scary. Yeah, Ozai's like, nah, you, you you better beat your brother at this, I, you know... I fucking hate your brother. <laughs> yeah, he's a disappointment. <laughs> he's, he's a little y- bitch. Y- you're the good
0: child. You're the, you're the prodigy. Yeah,
1: so, you mm-hmm. know, there, there is that sort of sense, and seeing... And it's very clear that we do see a shot of her here. Mm-hmm. So again, it's one of those things of like, all right, we're introducing her a bit earlier than usual. Yeah. Where does that? Because it's it
0: not really? like the way the the animated show was, where uh, she's kind of like a well-designed character for, despite being a background character at first, because that's how she kind of was presented to us, right? And but like, no, we're, it seems like we're building her up. We're not. Doesn't look like we're having those Fire Lord be like this shadowy figure. And this is what I'm saying about uh, the sort of how one the live action One Piece did it. If you guys watch the show, uh, that episode, you know, you guys probably know what I'm talking about. Because in the show, they introduce a lot of elements that don't really show up till like way later in the manga or in, in the anime. Like the the introduction of Garp, Luffy's grandfather. The introduction of well, the implication of Haki, <laughs> kind right. of shit. And if I had lost you, I'm sorry. That's One Piece for you. <laughs> But you know it's that kind of stuff, where even the conversation of like other stuff that like I know that because I read the manga or you know whatever, it's 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 written it's being written with hindsight, right? Because Fire Lord Ozai isn't much of a character. He is just kind of evil. I mean that's why that's why
1: I, I sort of mentioned him as a final boss kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He is essentially he's the end goal right like, yeah you know like he doesn't really have a whole lot of motivations other than that i just want to rule the ruled world kind of thing yeah. right like all the other characters have a bit nuance to them in terms mm. of the villains right but it's very even clear from the get-go that
0: fire lord or is just a bad guy yeah and so my hope with the show and is that they kind of flesh him out more because Later on, if if you know the story of Fire Fire Lord Ozai, not just from the show but also from the books, which I have read, he is still very just evil. No nuance, just evil. Now, granted, I'm not saying a character, a villain, should have some nuance. It's okay if they're just evil for evil's sake. Um, but considering how the writing is for like Avatar, it kind of feels like you know. Ozai should have some level of, like, nuance, right? Mm-hmm. like so, because, like, even in the comics, he just becomes, like, sort of this, like, yeah, just the villain, just villain, evil, ill kind of stuff. I mean, Azula's always been felt more like a, like, the true antagonist, I guess. Well, she has a lot more interesting things about her mm. that make her an
1: antagonist. Obviously, she's way more, like, proactive. Yeah, yeah, I guess proactive, but I was going to say more crueler Yeah, Zuko in a lot of ways. She's just very, like, while Zuko, I think, grows as a person and learns to understand his mistakes and stuff, Azula is very much ingrained with, like, you know, the Fire, mm-hmm. you know, fire Nation society and being seen as a prodigy and, like, you know, n- not knowing failure and stuff. And, like, you know, she, she just, yeah, she, like, obviously loses her mind a bit because she's, like, how, you know everything's been gifted to me and then it's all falling apart. I don't understand. This is impossible, right? You know, like, he's always had, you know, that sort of character, you know, of, like, crisis of her, of, like, just sort of, like, how is it, you know, such and such is happening to me. This could never happen to me. I'm, like, you know, I'm a prodigy. I'm the best.
0: You know, that sort of thing, right? It's also the the question of whether or not her mother loved (laughs) her. Because that was always, like, that was one of the key things about her mental breakdown was, her talking to the ghost of her mother. Yeah. Where it's like, you never loved me. I was like, no, I did love you. (laughs) But it's also like her being like, that's what she would say, but she hates me kind of stuff. Hmm. Uh, So like, she was always more of the interesting villain. So um, the question now, even for the show, like now that you have this opportunity, will you like explore these characters more or keep them the way they are? If so, then kind of what is the point (laughs) of this, of, you know.
1: Well, to be fair, um, we could say something similar of uh, the Last Airbender movie because that movie also shows uh, uh, Fire Lord Ozai, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pretty early on. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they don't really do much with him. He's just sort of there. Uh, I mean, granted, you know, if the movies had continued, which, you know, I doubt. Mm-hmm. But if they had, who knows what M. Night would have done with the Fire Lord. I mean, obviously Azula shows up in credit scene. set up a sequel right yeah because you know it's very similar to you know her role in the uh in the show right like hey i'm tasking you to find the avatar you know you're 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 you're, you're the only one that can do the job um Mm. but yeah that's sort of the interesting thing um i guess when it comes down to it just two notable characters that we know uh from later on in seasons are apparently being set up more earlier than, than you know, than they were in the original, how will that affect pacing of the plot, you know, all that sort of thing, right? hmm And I do sort of find it interesting, because I, I, cause when you're talking about, uh, you know, some of the uh, aspects of the added to the One Piece live action anime that don't show up until later on. Yeah. Is that it's sort of like, it's kind of one of those interesting things of uh, when you're adapting a long-running series or, like, just any sort of series where they kind of just wrote
0: it as they went along. Yeah, not saying like they had a you know they were just like you know half-assing it, right? No, <laughs> it's one of those things where like the the, the sometimes not developed till way later. It's more yeah, it's one of those things of um like
1: I, I I like to think back to it's not like how what happened in Dragon Ball Z during the Cell uh, Saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Where it, it 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 became very apparent that like things were kind of changing every so often because. Uh, Toriyama's editor wasn't just liking how, how Toriyama was taking the story, um, you know, that sort of thing. Um, in this case, it's like, all right, we know this stuff will be important later, and rather than just, uh, you know, trying to, like, talk about it when it shows up, let's try to at least add bits of uh, foreshadowing and, like, hints at some of these things happening later on as to make it seem not as weird. Or mm-hmm. out of place or out of nowhere that stuff like this is starting to happen now. Mm-hmm. Which, I hope, is not really what they do with Azula and Fire Lord Ozai, where it's like, oh, you know, why don't we ever see the Fire Lord? Why is he just a shadowy figure? Well, he's here. That's about it, right? That's mm-hmm. what he looks like, okay? Are we going to get anything else with him? No. But now your question has been answered, audience. But I didn't... Well, or, I mean, okay, I was a... I wasn't really expecting my answer question to be answered. And it's like, Oh, who's this character back here? That's Azula, Zuko's uh sister. And yeah. here's her whole you, you know
0: what it might be? The the most we're gonna get them is in that flashback episode of the Storm where we find out about how Zuko got his car. Yeah. I think that's gonna be more of an extended version of that episode to make it, you know, more dramatic and like make it more sense kind of thing. Because, like I said, Zula is just kind of like a well-designed background character in that episode. I mean, we know it's a Zula because, like, we know now. But, like, at the time, it was like, damn, that 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 character right there next to uh, Iroh and Shao, she's way too well-designed to be just a background character. Right. And she's and gonna she's happy. She's like, yeah, kick, the, kick his ass, kind of shit. Kick his ass, dad. Uh, so, like, yeah, no, now we'll have context of who that character is. And probably more context and with, with the dad. Probably not. But it, like, that's at most what I feel like we didn't need to do with that. And yeah. <laughs> but I, I think I think one thing we can say about the show that it looks like it's got well. And like you said to yourself, the aesthetics. the The look. They got everything down right. We're even getting the Kyoshi Warriors, <laughs> which we never got in the in the, in the movie. To be fair, uh, I think they were in you know, like a deleted scene for a little bit.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the Kyoshi Warriors stuff is always, you know, I think that's probably one of my favorite parts of the original show. Um, I mean, heck, you're even getting a, what is her name, Jade the Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah. We're going that far back. You know, I, I, I guess that's sort of the interesting thing that I'm thinking about is because, um... With I know that the One Piece uh anime was like what, eight episodes, right? It was eight episodes. And they covered a fair chunk of uh different arcs on the go, right? Yeah. I do kinda wonder how exactly are they gonna be formatting the Avatar show,
0: right? Yeah.
1: How so are they gonna do that? I feel like the thing is is that uh there's a lot of episodic moments in Avatar, right? Mhm. Like Obviously it has its grand narrative right that it is that it's sort of developing right, but there are also various moments where they just go out of the way and you know they're like this is the episode where they're go to that island with the sea serpent thing, you know sort of messing around right? remember that that
0: was a Kyoshi warrior episode
1: was that the entire Kyoshi warrior
0: yes were they they just kind of like uh, ride it or which or are you talking about the one that's supposed to be the the bridge to get to the earth the boxing
1: Probably, I'm probably thinking of the second one, honestly. Okay. I mean, but my point yeah, is, yeah. is that there's a lot of episodic stuff that happens. Stuff that, that, that doesn't really yeah, 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 yeah. matter in the grand scheme of things, right? Like It adds good character development stuff, but it's not like an integral part yeah, of like the you story. Yeah, you
0: can cut that out. Like the, the episode of the two warring tribes? Yeah. That one, that one was so boring. I mean, we were... know that stuff like... Because
1: I mean, there's uh, you know, there's important stuff, right? Like say, heck, jets, whole that whole storyline with Jet mm-hmm. and his uh band of uh rebels is gonna be part of the show. It will be eight episodes. Okay then, but continue because it's like at least twenty something odd episodes, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting to see how
0: exactly they sort of lay everything out, right? Yeah, and they're also implying uh the the spirits episode. You know the one where uh, he goes into the spirit realm? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it looks like because I'm reading through the we- the episodes and I'm like, oh, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to cover in such a short amount of time in a- episodes. So that's that's one thing. I mean, and, I mean, to
1: be fair, the episodes are probably going to be at least an hour long, right? Yeah. And the original length of uh, most of the Avatar was released like maybe 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, it's not impossible to get all that stuff down, but it's more of like, it is going to be one of those, like, I wonder how pacing is going to be handled here, right? Like, yeah, it's very clear we're going to be covering all of book one in these eight episodes. Um, mm-hmm. It'll probably be paced. Because I feel like that's probably one of the interesting things about, say, uh, the Last Airbender movie, was that for, you know, for as bad as it was,
0: it covered the first book all right. No, Yeah, you're right. There's parts of it I wish they would include, like Omi and the Kyoshi Warrior, Suki, uh, the spirit stuff, Roku. Roku wasn't even in that movie. No, you had a, a talking dragon, though, that
1: kind of looked like Roku's dragon, so it's kind of one of those weird things. I don't know. It's going to be one of the, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it condensed the story enough to fit a movie length, but mm-hmm. like you always felt like you could have maybe gone more for certain things, like, cause there were you know, in in you know with the show though you know like there's probably less incentive to do that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm sort of wondering like, okay, but what will they cut out? Mm-hmm.
0: That might be one of the reasons why there was a uh, creative differences. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's it's gonna be one of those
1: interesting. Sort of like new, like like we're gonna see how exactly they handle certain storylines and various things, and you're just gonna we're gonna have to be like, okay, but you know, like did it pay off as well as you think it did? Did it not? You know, that's you know, gonna mm-hmm. be a whole whole board of uh, interesting takes coming out in the next couple of weeks.
0: No, I agree, uh, we'll, and we will be covering that too. Uh, probably more myself than you. <laughs> Because between the two of us, I am the binge watcher.
1: Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, um, I think I've always uh, like don't get me wrong, I like Avatar. You know, I liked uh, the Last
0: Airbender. Legend of Korra was all right. You know, uh, it's, it's it was whatever. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Nickelodeon kind of screwed the fruits on Korra.
1: Oh yeah, no, I definitely remember how 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 they really sort of botched all of like Korra. Yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure what was it? The last episode
0: was only available on their website. Oh yeah, they, they the last few episodes of Book Three, uh, was only available through online because it got too way too violent for for audiences. <laughs> you, you remember it was only supposed to be uh one series, one book, and that was it. And then, like, hold up now. That first episode did pretty good. More. But we only wrote... Nope. More. Oh, damn it. Yeah. But, like I said, I mean, the thing about Korra though, like I said, it's surprisingly much more mature series than, like, most people will give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the execution was the problem with that show. Uh, but, no, yeah, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I wanted to do good, because I am a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender. That, that show hit a lot of people... It was in their childhood, man? I remember being a, a kid and being like, man, I kind of want to be an earthbender or I kind of want to be a firebender, you know? Yeah, it was uh
1: very, you know, it's kind of one of those things of like, how the hell did Nickelodeon not make more of this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, how is it that Legend of Korra got botched so badly by Nickelodeon, and how is it that only now does Nickelodeon realize, oh shit, Legend of uh, Avatar this is stuff we can work with yeah have a whole avatar studios thing let's let's like get some of this stuff rolling
0: you know like yeah and i know a lot of uh like uh like like all asian friends if you guys remember Kelvin, if you guys have been here that long uh he that was one of his favorite shows because of the representation like that that show did a lot of stuff that like you know paved the way for a lot of things even cora was a very good show and came to the lgbt community
1: Yeah, I mean, heck, uh, Cora was, you know, like, they ended the show with her getting together with, uh, what's her name? Asami. Asami, you know, like, that's... They don't show the kiss, but you know what happened. Yeah, and if Nickelodeon decided to put that on TV, they could have gotten some brownie points, I'm just saying. Oh, they could have gotten a lot of brownie points. They would have, but, uh... We gotta make way for Spongebob, bro. Yeah, you know, um, classic, you know, Nickelodeon, classic television Uh, but, yeah, you know, um, it is kind of interesting to see, like, just, like, only now, uh, years after, you know, both shows have ended that, like, it's, like, become apparent, like, oh, yeah, no, these these shows were, you know, liked by
0: a lot of people, Mm -hmm. they
1: have a fan base, why don't we make stuff with it?
0: Yeah, and, like I said, it's had a very important impact, not only in, like... I mean, like, I feel like so many, uh... Shows that come
1: out nowadays sort of definitely have that sort of avatar flair to them, right? You yeah, know? they
0: try to go with that. It's one of the things that kind of attracted me towards, uh, uh, like the Voltron Legendary Defender show because it gave me that sort of avatar vibe. Uh, same thing with like the She cartoon that came out on Netflix. Um, well, I granted some of that stuff did not pan out so well, at Voltron, uh, specifically. It, it still has that, you know, it still, you know, very much held that importance of, you know, trying to tell a long format story in a cartoon coming from a West, <laughs> from the West.
1: Yeah, like, you know, uh, I think there's a very notable trend um, when it comes to certain Western animated shows of, like, there's not a whole lot of action
0: oriented sort of thing, right?
1: Not a lot of action,
0: not a lot of story driven stuff
1: yeah and you know avatar was sort of like the big one right like yeah. it, it really focuses on that stuff i mean we have like other stuff in the past like that sort of have like that to set down um like samurai jack you know like the story isn't really it's very loose right yeah it's just you know because it works but, I mean, but you know it works yeah know, right but point is like avatar and cora both have that sort of spectacle to it, right, or not spectacle, but, like, they Mm -hmm. have that sort of balance of action and, like, a long-form story, you know, like, they truly are, like, the closest thing, I think, American animation has come to, like, being anime, and some people will just argue that, no, it is anime, Mm -hmm.
0: right, and, uh, you know, that's a conversation for another time, (laughs) no, Um, But, you know, it's without a doubt that Avatar has a very special place with a lot of people's hearts. It it was a very imaginative series, a very beautiful world, a world that, you know, a lot of people kind of had a lot of of asphyxiation with. And it really changed uh, a lot of people's idea of animation, especially long-format stories. You can see that in, like, any of the stuff that came out after Avatar. Uh, And hopefully, you know, the show does something really cool. I don't think it's gonna have that kind of staying power as the 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 cartoon, but if it a remi- bit it helps remind people, it helps if it helps people go check out the cartoon and realize how cool this show was, you know, back in the day. I'm all for it, and I think that's a good place to end the episode. If you guys enjoyed what you heard, be sure to follow us on on all social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're most out on Instagram, where in there you'll find a link to the Apple Podcasts. We're officially part of like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, all the like. And a link to the YouTube for your auditors out there who want to put a face to the voice, Be sure to like, comment, subscribe. All that good stuff. And we do have a page on for any form of support. And hopefully Avatar comes out well. That's all I want to say. And yeah, that's been your boy Eli. Meet you yeah Have a good one. Peace.